We've all been there, justifying our creative job to mum and dad, explaining what our job is to granddad, brushing off jokes about freelancing from our mate who works in finance. But times are changing and the value of creativity is being recognised. The creative industries are the fastest growing part of the UK economy and the least likely jobs to be taken over by robots. I'm Kayleigh McLeod and this is Get A Proper Job, where I'll be talking about the issues that matter. Some of the conversations we've had with young people are really frightening. It was already difficult for most of those young people anyway because the diversity of those organisations is not very good anyway. Today we're discussing the transition from young creative to creative worker with Ali Abdi and Alexia Barrett. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the transition from young creative to creative worker. And we're joined today by two guests to share their experience and knowledge in this area. Alexia Barrett is a writer, podcaster, and a member of the Creative Cardiff Advisory Group. This summer, she completed her undergraduate journalism degree at the Cardiff School of Journalism, Media and Culture. She writes short stories and flash fiction and has a popular web novel series under the pen name Mexulexi. Alexia also hosts the mini podcast series XR University, which can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud and iHeartRadio. Also joining us today is Ali Abdi, Partnership Manager for Cardiff University's Community Gateway Project. His work focuses on building successful partnerships between Cardiff University and the community of Grangetown through a range of youth engagement and development programmes. In the 2020 New Year's Honours, Ali received a British Empire Medal for services to the Black, Asian and ethnic community in Cardiff. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Hi. Great to <laughs> have you Thank you for here. having me. Uh, we're recording remotely today via Zoom uh, because of COVID-19 restrictions, so it would be good for our listeners to get an idea of where in the world you're coming from and you know what you can see around you, what you might hear. Um, I'm going to apologise in advance because someone is cutting a tree down near where I live, so that might be a bit noisy. But Ali, can you tell us where you are? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kay. I'm actually in Butown this afternoon. Uh, Butown is a fantastic community. Uh, I would say in the heart of Cardiff Bay, a uh, short uh, walk away. So I'm in the, our action centre you know, for Citizens Wales. And what can you hear? You can probably hear local residents uh, walking back and forth. Uh, and some often knock the window or walk in uh, whilst I'm here. So I've actually closed the door whilst the uh, podcast is going on. So yeah, you might hear some you know, residents talking as they walk past uh, towards the shops or to their homes uh, in the community. So we're very much in the heart of uh, the Butown community uh, along Loudoun Square. Fantastic. I mean, if someone knocks on the door, please feel free to answer it. <laughs> Alexia, oh, where are you? Uh, so... Um, I am currently in Tilbury. It's uh, like this little small town in the southeast of England, like on the outskirts of Essex, like an hour away from London. It's kind of hot, but not too hot. <laughs> I told my parents, like, I'm doing this podcast recording, but if there's like any running up the stairs, then just know it's my 12-year-old brother that doesn't listen to me. So, <laughs> so yeah. We'll maybe get his insight on being a creative, a young creative. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for those descriptions and you know to have you here today to discuss transitioning into the world of work is is really important 
New research shows that across Britain, job vacancies have reduced by 65% compared to the same period last year, with thousands of jobs already lost. And young people entering the job market this year are likely to be particularly badly hit. Some polls are showing that almost half of students have said they're less likely to find a graduate job because of COVID-19. And we know that work experience placements and internships have also been impacted. In the creative industries, which we know was growing at five times the rate of the wider economy, the Creative Industries Federation are warning now of a cultural catastrophe with projections that the sector will be hit twice as hard as the wider economy. In Wales, we're projected to lose 15,000 of our creative jobs, which is around 26% of the creative workforce. Now, I mean, those are some staggering figures. Um, and it's clear that this is a year in which joining the jobs market has become more difficult than it ever was. Alexia, you've, you've just completed your degree. Can you tell us a bit about what you were hoping to do upon graduating and then what you found to be the reality during this period? So um, I was always planning on taking like a, a little break. At first I was thinking of doing a master's but I decided to apply for it next year instead of this year. Um, I had booked like tons of trips with my friends who were planning on going interrailing across Europe and then to Sweden as well and some trips to Spain but of course because of COVID all of that had to be refunded and I also uh, had applied for apprenticeships as well. Um, I also had a um, production assistant gig on this BBC show and I was hoping to do some work there but then everything got um, cancelled. So I wasn't able to do that bit of work experience and then all the apprenticeships that I'd applied for, which I had hoped I would have gotten and been able to start in September, also got pushed back. I had applied for one in production running with ITV as well, but um, basically my whole application um, got delayed and then they just said to apply again for the 2021 period because of the fact that the 2020 period was no longer um, available. So yeah, it's just been a bit of a mess, but yeah, there's pretty much expectations have been dashed. And you were hoping to go into a career in journalism? Was, there, was that your particular focus? So I applied for journalism, a degree in journalism in the first place because I really love writing and I love traveling and I love exploring. And um, it also was a way for me to like find out more about myself as well and to discover what I wanted to do. And through it, I realized that I'm really interested in media and I want to go into more of a career in film and, you know, production as well. And that's what I've kind of been working for towards and writing as well, which is why I've been focusing a lot more on my writing. And I've been doing like some courses in screenwriting as well. Um, so I've mostly been applying for um, positions in media and film. But it's a lot harder to do that now because of the current situation. Of course. And, and Ali, can you tell us a bit about what you do at Cardiff University and Citizens Wales and what you've seen among the, the young people that you've been working with? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kay. So my role with Cardiff University, I would say, is an extremely exciting job. Uh, not just the fact that I live in Grangetown as well uh, and, and you know the pavilion. A building which is part of the community gateway project uh, is also you know a, a short walk from my house but yeah about eight years ago Cardiff University decided to uh, come into Grangetown you know build relationships partnerships long-lasting and true to their testament that project is still going on till today uh, I really believed in it when I first spoke to the staff who were leading it at the time uh, Mario McVicker uh, from the Welsh School of Architecture who's still with the project at the moment uh, and other colleagues just the way 
the university, you know, our Russell Group University, Cardiff University, the only Russell Group University in Wales, wanted to come into my community when I grew up uh, in Grangetown and really raise the profile and make a difference in the community. You know, we know Cardiff University is a massive research university uh, and research brings in money, it brings in impact. Uh, and so Grangetown being a very diverse, multicultural community, a lot of interesting people living there, I particularly focus on work around young people. Uh, really excited about that because you know there's a big population of young people in the area, and I come from a youth work uh, background also. So always looking at opportunities to engage and put opportunities on for young people. And my other role, when I'm not working with um, the university, again I, I say is excited because we're always out and about challenging, having conversations, identifying issues of concern with local residents and communities, and then building campaigns to try and make those issues go away or make them at least manageable and better for the local residents. Uh, and that's with Citizens Wales. And the past couple of years, we've been working on jobs and opportunities, and particularly looking at employers in Cardiff uh, and why they're not recruiting, particularly from the local communities where they're higher employment, uh, and diversity in those organizations and very good. So we try to build relationships. And so the long term, young people know that those organizations that are signed up to a compact which we put together and employers which are friendly, they pay good money, they take um, diversity and inclusion really seriously. But yeah, I really enjoy tackling you know, a host of different issues, but particularly focused on young people and employment. I mean, it's really important work. Do you do you come into contact a lot with, with young people looking to enter the creative industries? Absolutely. And, and we'd be really blessed with having, you know, in close proximity to Butetown and Grangetown, um, lots of creative opportunities. So with the Roldal Plaz, and, uh, you know, the Millennium Centre, quite a lot of opportunities for young people to get into the creative industries. There's a lot of creative experts who come into Grangetown and Butetown. Uh, looking to diversify, looking to get more young people and a wider community involved in their projects. Um, so I, I've been at the forefront of some of those conversations with organisations uh, and having some really good opportunities to signpost and engage, see young people slowly take a, a step into those areas where, I'll be honest, um, it's, it's been really difficult to try and convince them to go away from uh, some of the more traditional career paths they usually choose or their parents have already got set for them. Uh, so, so in some communities, it's really hard to, to get them to value often the creative industries where they don't uh, see themselves already uh, represented there. What's the mood been during lockdown, uh, you know, the, with the young people that you've spoken to who are looking to get into the creative industries? Has it been harder or has it been potentially with online and digital opportunities maybe been a bit easy to enter the world of work? Some of the conversations we've had with young people um, honestly, uh, really frightening because, you know, they've invested in themselves. They've got themselves qualified, skilled, often going places during their times off from university to build their capacity, a majority of the time for free and no remuneration. And so a lot of them have graduated this year uh, and found opportunities which they had in place ready. Uh, those commitments now have been due to COVID. They don't exist no more organizations some of even closed down others are you know not prepared to explore any opportunities until early next year so it's been really really difficult and the hardest thing Kay, is the fact that it was already difficult for most of those young people anyway because uh, the diversity of those organizations is not very good anyway so all of a sudden with covid happening it's made it even harder for many of those young people from uh, black and minority communities to get into the industry 
and I think some of them are starting to question themselves now. What to do next? You know, was this, was this the right choice for them in the first place? And do you see any initiatives that have been formed recently to, to combat that? Interesting you say that. Uh, Welsh Government have announced a cultural contract to go alongside their funding arrangements. And I think that is a positive move because funding is great. And, and you know, lots of organisations need resources, particularly from the leadership in our country to step up uh, when times are difficult. But I believe also there should be some things in place in that, co- like a contract that they have in place uh, to hold you to account on how you spend that money. And it's not just to plug your bills uh, and then you carry on doing the same thing over and over again and get the same results. Actually, you know, we'll give you this money, but will you be employing women? You know, will you be looking at your disability in terms of protected characteristics? Will you be looking at employing more people from diverse communities? And I think that's a really good move for Welsh Government to be able to hold to account organisations who want to access these resources to really look at the future of their workforce uh, and where they're coming from. And it's not just a plug to say, otherwise we'll be back here again next year in two years' time. And those same young people will be out of work, stuck does seem like a real opportunity to make meaningful change. Thanks for telling us about that. We'll um, put a link to it in the show notes so that people can read more about it. Um, Alexia, Ali was just mentioning there around upskilling. You know, during the lockdown period, how have you been kind of maintaining and developing your your skills? Have you found some opportunities to, to do that online? Um, I found that like with all this free time, I've been able to do a lot of things that I I didn't do before so I applied for a lot of CPD courses because I found there were some things that I wasn't sure about with copy and copywriting um, and screenwriting and going into film editing and stuff there's like a lot of things that I have found like an informational gap and because of the fact that my BA was more um, theory based and not exactly practical based which is the reason why I wanted to apply for a broadcast master's because I wanted more of the practical experience I was like I, I have so many holes in these areas and now I have time to fill them in a bit. So I've been applying for these courses and I've been doing a few of them and um, not like super long ones, just like really short diploma courses. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get like the certificates at the end of them and you know be able to prove that I can do these things, which is great. I've also been able to um, do more on my website. So I've been doing a lot more short stories, writing some personal articles. I'm, I'm doing a little mini series of articles well preparing for these mini series of articles on my website right now about um racism in um visiting countries um which is good i guess like i'm building a bigger portfolio um that's what i've kind of been able to do in my free time just like work on myself and do more mini projects but yeah sounds like you've been really proactive and you know you've had the time and the headspace to to be more creative as well yeah, well, my friends tell me that, like, they like me because I can't sit still. I, I think it's the ADHD, like, I get bored too quickly, so I have to do something. <laughs> and actually, you're not, you're not in Cardiff at the moment, you know, because of lockdown, you've, you've gone back to your hometown. Are you, are you likely to stay there? Or, are you, you know, will we get you back in Cardiff at some point? I mean, I want to go back. I mean, after studying there for three years, I have to say that a part of my heart is in Cardiff right now. And I, I, I can't, oh. you know, get it back. It's still there. So I'm, I'm definitely applying for all sorts of jobs right now. I applied with Creative Access and they have all types of jobs on their job boards. And I put, I'm available for relocation on every single one of them. Like I could go back to Wales if I had the opportunity and yeah when a creative job um, appears I just you know send in my CV send in my cover letter go for it 
and also I'm definitely applying for a master's next year. So hopefully I will be back in Cardiff by 2022, possibly. I think, yeah. So, well, we yeah. look forward to it. <laughs> Ali, what have you seen in terms of how we're managing to retain young talent here in Wales? I think we're struggling uh, to retain our talent here in Wales. And it's actually one of my biggest frustrations because um, I mentioned earlier how I work with a lot of young people uh, and I want to create role models for these young people. I want to be able to say to them, you know, look at so-and-so, you know, from your community who's now working in this place in Cardiff or in Wales. And I'm really, really struggling to do that. And not just in the creative industries, but across other sectors also. And I think it's a real shame because, you know, we should be doing more to retain our talents, to retain, you know, young people who have graduated here. Uh, Alexia would be a fantastic young person that I could introduce to young people uh, in my community here in Grangetown. And I feel like, you know, we're really struggling to do that. And I think, you know, we need to have a conversation about retaining our talent uh, here in Wales. What sort of initiatives or changes need to happen in order to make Cardiff appealing for, you know, whether that's young graduates or, or young people from within communities here in Cardiff? Um, how do we get them to stay? Yeah, you know what? I think in the first instance, you know, making those jobs accessible for them even, you know, guaranteed interviews if, you're, if you live in the city, you know, if you're from Cardiff. Uh, you know, equal opportunity is fantastic, but there's, there's definitely things employers can still do around positive action uh, in terms of when it comes to recruitment. Majority of your people I speak to who do eventually go to England uh, and other places even around the world have always said to me, had I got my first break in Wales, I would have stayed here. So many of them want to stay here. They don't all want to, you know, go away because, you know, what's often in the creative industries, the job will take you to England anyway. It'll take you to the rest of the world because of the work you're doing. So you, there's a real opportunity to travel uh, and be part of organisations that are, are based in Wales but have actually got international reach. But because they're not getting their first break when they're applying, they're finding that actually they have to do something because they've got bills to pay. They've got, you know, family who are relying on them themselves. They want to save up. They want to buy a house. They want to buy a car. They want to get married. They've got lots of expectations and aspirations and they can't afford to wait around. And those who have done the waiting around have probably been impacted the most because they've had to take up any job then because they wanted to stay here in Wales. Then found actually I'm struggling to get back into the industry because Everyone in the industry wants somebody fresh out of university. So, so then you can't win. I mean, we were just touching upon there, Alexia, um, you know, young people maybe not staying within Wales. Um, in terms of people staying within the creative industries, have, have you ever thought since graduating that, that maybe you don't want to be in the sector anymore? Or are you still committed to, to looking for work in the sector? I mean... I have a really deep passion for like creative industries. Like I really love media. I mean, ever since I was 15 and I worked like for the first time um, with this company into film and did like film reviews for them and stuff. I, I've always wanted to go into that. It's just been like my goal. I've just been set on it since the beginning. So I don't think I could <laughs> like, I mean, even if I went into another sector, I just, I'd find it too boring after a while. Like um, I have, a, I have a twin sister and she's polar opposite. She did like economics and stuff. And she was like, oh, you're smart enough. You could do this as well. You could like do a maths degree. You could go straight into, I'm like, oh, be super boring. I, I could not. Uh, but um, <laughs> So yeah, I don't think it will deter me. I know that um, some people that I've been talking to have been deterred though. There, there's this group chat actually, this huge group chat. Like they've got like 20,000 members called girls who graduate and it's like a filled with a lot of people who've graduated this year in 2020 
and a lot of some of the girls on the um, group page have like posted a lot of things saying that they've become really depressed now because they don't know how they're going to get into the industry and some of them have done degrees in film or done degrees in media and communications and they've applied for jobs and they keep getting rejected and they feel like super dejected right now and they don't even know what to do and one person's just saying that they're looking into jobs in retail so I know it is a, it's a common thing for a lot of people to now suddenly feel like they need to change their career paths but I feel like you know we've worked so hard for this degree and people have so much passion for it like they shouldn't we shouldn't give up I know it's easier said than done but you know it's one of those things uh, yeah I feel like we should fight for it <laughs> keep applying I think the creative industries would be lucky to have you as a, a storyteller you know really making making waves um one of the one of the ways in which um young people can get into the industry is by networking you know by connecting with people that are already working in the industry or like you said Ali you know role models within their community or within their sector you know that we're super passionate about the power of networks and I think you are too could you give some tips to the people that are listening around how to develop your networks, how to build them, maybe how to get over any nerves that you might have. I mean, I know that we're not having networking sessions at the moment due to COVID, but even joining a Zoom call can sometimes feel a bit scary. So have you got any tips there for people? Yeah, you know, despite uh, the uncertainty in the industry, there's a lot of passion uh, in the creative industry. And there are a lot of people who still want to make your work even with you know, COVID-19 and a pandemic making it increasingly difficult. So I would definitely uh, encourage young people, fresh out of university, uh, still in university, looking at different careers, you know, get on the internet, definitely. You know, uh, join you know, the creative networks, go online, find the nearest ones near you. You know, the, the ones that are come up as soon as you type it into Google will be ones probably in England, but actually there are definitely industries and events uh, local. Get on them, sign up to their, to their emails and, and get the... Uh, the latest information the older you get so if you're in university or you graduated linkedin is fantastic get your profile on linkedin update your linkedin and connect on that you know use it as a platform share things you know share uh, what you're doing but also share other things that other people are doing connect with people send the messages you know if there's an ideal job or organization you're looking at in- inbox the person that is running the show there uh, follow them back you know people uh, in the creative industry want to hear from you and they want to grow their portfolio in an organization and then start having those conversations. Uh, yes, okay, it'll be virtual, but the world will soon get back to normal and we'll be able to meet face to face. I'd also go as far as um, contacting organizations like It's My Shout. There's a gentleman there called Roger Burnell, a fantastic guy. And like, you know, the work he's doing in the creative industry to try and get people, particularly from disadvantaged communities, uh, on their first step in the industry, whether that's on camera, off camera, uh, screenwriting, uh, it's been amazing. So I've been involved with them for the best part of five years, maybe a little bit longer. And I'd be really excited every year when they're doing their small videos and, and films. Uh, and, you know, I've really connected them to communities in Newtown and Grangetown. Uh, and I know they've got a summer program going on at the moment. So organizations like that, you know, got their doors and their hands ready to welcome you so i think you know just yeah you know just encourage yourself as much as possible to you know despite the circumstances just be resilient you're not the only one in this situation it is difficult absolutely but you know the way to make it easier uh, is by being around people and connecting with people 
who are similar to you. Yeah, connectivity is is really key, isn't it, to having collaborations and building relationships. I think you are quite a pro on LinkedIn. <laughs> Everyone should to give you a connection. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Alexia, <laughs> Alexia, have you had any um, experience of networking? like professionally and you know since you've since you've left university is there anything that you've been proactive in, in doing to connect with the industry actually no I haven't had much networking experience which is kind of sad um, I've never been to a formal event or anything other than when I was with Creative Cardiff and I went to our first little event and then I met more people but um, other than people within my year group and like you know networking with more people in that sector not much. I have networked with a lot of podcasters on Facebook, just talking about equipment and, um, you know, how to um, promote your podcast and your blog and editing and YouTube and stuff, but nothing like more wider. So I actually, I really want to do that. Yeah. It sounds like you, you know, adapt at learning from your peers as well and, you know, learning online about new technologies. So I think that'll be the next step, won't it, to maybe join a, a Zoom meetup or something. I'm sure Ali can advise. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be ready. Uh, we're almost out of time folks so it would just be really good to hear from both of you perhaps in one sentence what you think the future holds for creative workers or or perhaps what you hope it will hold for creative workers in your community Ali yeah thank you uh, Kay I think for me I, I think the future is definitely bright despite the pandemic uh, and COVID-19 having an uh, impact on the creative industry my hope for the future uh, is that the creative industries will be more diverse, more proactive, more engaging uh, than ever before. And Cardiff and Wales uh, will continue to be on the map for creating some of the best creatives and developing some of the best creatives. And I'd like to you know, continue to still be a part of that and, and showcase and support you know, young people and role models to continue to be a part of that journey. Thank you. Ardiff, a capital of creativity. That's what we hope for. What about you, Alexia? What are your hopes for, I guess, for the future of your creative work? I, I'm just hoping that tons more opportunities will pop up, that despite this pandemic, the UK will still be thriving afterwards and that we'll still be having a lot more young people getting into filmmaking and getting into production and getting into journalism. You know, I hope that these career paths and these opportunities don't dry up. And, you know, I hope to be on those opportunities in the future and just doing amazing things and really building up my career. Yeah. Oh, I know that there are great things coming from you. <laughs> Thanks to both of you for sharing your experience today. It's been a really informative episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone at home for listening. If you enjoyed, please rate and review. It'll help other creatives to find us. We always want to know what you think, so be sure to tag at Creative Cardiff in any comments on social media. Get a Proper Job is made by Creative Cardiff with and for the creative community. I've got a proper job.